Welcome to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm your host, Pascal, a coach for conscious, creative, and unconventional entrepreneurs. In this space, we'll explore solutions to move through the blocks that can often keep us away from living our most creative life. You'll also hear stories from inspiring people just like you and how they were able to redesign their life and their business mindfully. I've created this podcast because we need more conscious leaders like you. Together, we'll help you unlearn old programming, ground into your truth, and take action confidently on what truly makes a difference. I'm really grateful that you're here. Let's dive right into this episode. Hello and welcome to a new episode. Thank you so much for being here. I'm glad that you've decided to join us for today's conversation about imposter syndrome. If it's your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. My name is Pascal. I'm a coach for creatives, healers, and conscious entrepreneurs. And on the podcast, we talk about the resistance and the blocks and the ups and the downs in our entrepreneurship journey because I want to help you create more space for yourself. And in my coaching partnerships, we work together to help you structure your business, also to welcome more space and more freedom and more flow. And we focus on helping you build the skills and the tools that you're going to need to trust yourself on this journey. And if you're curious about coaching, I would love to meet you in a free discovery call. There's a link in the show notes. There's also a link on my website, changeyourlatitude.co. And I wanted to let you know that I'm going to be taking a few weeks off in May. And because of that, I decided to create a shorter version of my uh, coaching partnership, which is usually six months. Um, And I've decided to offer a six-week experience in coaching to start in March or April. So if you're interested, if you're curious, reach out. I would love to meet you. If you've missed the last episode, we were chatting about indecisiveness and the fear of commitment. So we were exploring what they are and how they manifest and how they're related as well. And mainly how you can learn to make decisions with more confidence and not get stuck in your head so much. And before we dive into today's topic, I wanted to start with a little exercise just to put it into practice um, to put into practice making decisions more easily and also learning to trust yourself so I would invite you to bring to mind a decision that you need to make right now so I'll leave you a few seconds now to think about it maybe think about a place where you feel a bit stuck and you'd need to move to make a decision to go in a direction but you're not sure which one. And now I want you to see how you can formulate a question that would be answered by yes or no. And I would invite you to close your eyes if it feels right. Put one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, and we're just going to take a deep breath together. And now I want you to ask yourself this question that's in your mind and see if there's anything that comes up right away. So maybe you can hear something, maybe you can see something, maybe you can feel something. So pay attention to it. And if nothing comes up, don't worry. (laughs) 
Now I would just invite you to imagine that the answer to your question is yes. And pay attention to how it feels in your body to hear that the answer to your question, to the decision that you need to be making, is yes. Do you feel your shoulders dropping like a relief? Do you feel your shoulders kind of rounding and becoming a bit heavy? Does your body feel expanded? Does it feel contracted? Does it feel light or heavy? Can you feel maybe a pinch of excitement in your stomach? And now imagine that the answer to your question is no. And I want you to see how you can observe a difference in your energy. So right away, don't overthink it, but just try to notice how differently your body reacts hearing yes and no to that question. Start paying attention to these cues that you're body is sending you and it's different for each and every one of us so just be curious about how it feels for you specifically maybe it's very clear maybe it's subtle but try to see how you can start tuning into these feelings and into what your body is telling you and starting to trust it as well so I hope this gave you clarity about the decision that you need to be making and if not, you can go back to the previous episode. I shared a bit more guidance about that. So today's discussion is about imposter syndrome. So if you're an artist, if you're an entrepreneur, I am sure that you're going to relate to that and you've had to deal with that before. And it can really prevent us from taking action. It can really prevent us from creating the business or the life that we want. So as usual... As you listen to the episode, a few questions that you can choose to keep in mind. The first one is, what are some shoulds that you're carrying around? Also, is there a place where you may be overcompensating at the moment? And finally, is there someone that triggers you right now or that you're feeling a bit jealous of? So be curious about what comes up just now and keep those questions in mind as we move through this episode. And I'm sure you can relate to imposter syndrome. I know I definitely can. It's when you're feeling like you're not ready yet, like you're not good enough yet. Maybe you're scared that people will think you're a fraud or that you don't belong. Maybe you feel undeserving of where you're at and your success and you believe that it's just luck and that one day someone will figure out that you're an imposter. And I remember feeling this way in corporate for sure, but never, never as much as I felt it in entrepreneurship and even more so with any creative projects. I still feel it very often, you're not alone. And I don't think this journey is about not feeling these blocks that we're talking about in this season, but it's really about fully feeling these fears and accepting them and seeing them and taking action in spite of it and trusting yourself through that. And I think just by the nature of the work that we're doing as a creative, as an artist, as an entrepreneur, it requires us to be so vulnerable all the time and to navigate uncertainty and to try new things, new mediums, new platforms, and explore new ideas without really knowing where they're going to lead you. And so we're always asked to be 
vulnerable because we're exploring new territories with our work. And I'm sure imposter syndrome can be felt in whatever work you do, whatever industry you're in, but I strongly believe that we're even more prone to it uh, when we're creatives and also more often because we're brave enough to create change, to imagine new ideas, to move forward with those ideas. And so we're constantly navigating in uncertainty and vulnerability Just like I said, because we're brave enough to try new things and we're always pushing ourselves in new projects, exploring what has not been done before. And so in a sense, it's normal that you feel like you're not ready to share or not ready to be seen or like you're not enough of an expert yet because the nature of what you do pushes you in this uncomfortable zone constantly. And what I find helpful to navigate imposter syndrome especially as a recovering perfectionist and also just like you, a very creative and curious mind, is to be mindful about bringing my beginner's mind and really seeing it as a practice and really shifting my energy on the process and on the practice and not the end result or what I think it should be. And I know it's not easy, But it's just that we put so much pressure on ourselves to be great at something we've never tried before, which is ridiculous, but it's also very relatable, I'm sure. And the only thing you can really do is accept where you're at. And accepting where you're at doesn't mean that you're going to stay there all your life and suck all your life. It just means that you're deciding to remove this huge weight on your shoulders that's preventing you from actually growing and actually improving and getting better at something. Because this huge pressure and all the shoulds that we carry are really preventing us from making any progress and it's keeping us stuck in feeling like a fraud. And my first spiritual teacher would always use the same image. So it's the image of climbing a mountain with a backpack full of rocks and Each rock would be a limiting belief or a story we're telling about ourselves or should. And so many of us are working so hard on getting better equipment or getting in shape when we could just remove the rocks from our backpack to make it easier on us. And I know that it's easier said than done, but just try to see how you can be more mindful of these rocks that you're carrying in your backpack. Because some of them are not even yours. So pay attention to what's weighing you down at the moment. And all these shoulds that you're carrying. Because it truly is preventing you from getting better at something. And the only way that you can better is by practicing it and showing up over and over and over and over again with that beginner's mind. There's absolutely no way around that. You cannot bypass your way in business. You cannot bypass your way in art or in anything, really. And you cannot expect from yourself to be great at something you're just starting. And in that sense, perfectionism and imposter syndrome kind of go hand in hand. So if this resonates with you, what I'm sharing just now, I would really encourage you to go back and listen to the episode about perfectionism just to get a bit more guidance on that as well. I also want to touch on the topic of imposter syndrome for healers and for coaches specifically. 
I think that we tend to ask ourselves, am I healed enough to guide someone else? But healing is also a journey. It's also an ongoing process. And there are always layers to healing. As you heal something, you go about your life, you um, come up with an obstacle and something triggers you and you have another opportunity to heal it on a deeper level. So it's very important to understand also that you are not healing someone else. They are healing themselves. You're just here to guide them. And you have to give people the dignity of their own process and their own healing. And as you can see, both for creatives or for healers or any kind of entrepreneurs, it's really all these weights that we're carrying around, all these shoulds that we put on ourselves and all this pressure that we have that will eventually create that imposter syndrome. And specifically for healers, intuitives, and spiritual entrepreneurs, the gifts that you have are not as tangible as other business owners, like an accountant, for example. But they're so valuable and so needed, especially right now. And I think part of what can cause imposter syndrome for intuitives and for healers specifically is just history. It's centuries of society undervaluing your work and your gifts and being persecuted and shamed and burned, literally. And if this resonates with you, I would suggest that you read more about the persecution wound and the witch trials and I'm gonna leave a link to a podcast episode that I believe will be very helpful for you on the empath podcast and now just a side note that I want to bring up is that part of feeling like an imposter is also feeling like you don't belong like you're misunderstood which I know many of us are familiar with if you're listening to this podcast and If you've listened to the podcast before or you read my content, you might know that we often misinterpret familiar with safe. So it might be interesting for you to maybe explore if this imposter syndrome might actually be a safe place to be. Maybe it's a comfort zone, even if it is painful. Maybe if you feel familiar with being misunderstood and feeling like you don't belong anywhere, Perhaps that's part of your comfort zone here. So be curious, because in any case, imposter syndrome is really keeping you stuck. I also want you to be careful and really pay attention to this pattern. Because whenever we have this feeling of not being enough, just like with perfectionism and with procrastination, it can be very easy to slide into overcompensating. And that can really look like many different ways. It could be overgiving to your clients, overworking, overlearning, maybe you're undercharging for your work, maybe you're giving more than what you agreed on in a contract, maybe you're exhausting yourself with tons of courses and you're accumulating a lot of knowledge to feel more of an expert. So be mindful of that. And what I'm getting at is that the work that you need to do is around this blog and around your self-worth. You don't have to work on improving yourself and your knowledge and your services to be deserving of your success. You have to work on feeling deserving and ready and interesting as you are right now. Which now brings me to another point that I wanted to cover about imposter syndrome, and it's comparing yourself and comparing your work 
to measure your worth. So comparison and jealousy as well. And in today's society, it's so easy to compare yourself all the time with millions of other people. And if we specifically talk about art, before we would compare ourselves to the masters, but now we're comparing ourselves with people at many different levels without really knowing what their whole story is. And it's overwhelming. It could be inspiring, but it's often very overwhelming and... I see you. Oftentimes, you know, just five minutes on Instagram is just enough to convince me that I shouldn't even try something. Again, it's not because I'm a coach that I don't deal with those things. It's because I've dealt with it and I have tools and experience that can help you with that. So I can also catch myself in this pattern of comparing myself And I think one of the great opportunities you can find when you start comparing yourself and getting into this jealousy loop is to look for the messages and the clues that it can send you about what you want. This feeling of jealousy or feeling behind compared to someone else, maybe you're feeling triggered or maybe you're feeling angry or sad, This is a beautiful way for you to understand what you truly desire because you can only see in other people what you know inside yourself. We're all mirrors to each other and you cannot see or feel something that you don't understand within yourself or that's not present within yourself. So if you're triggered by someone, ask yourself what triggers you? What is it about them that makes you feel jealous? Where exactly are you comparing yourself? Because I could be jealous about the same person, but for a completely different reason. You could be jealous about that person because she expresses herself super clearly. And I could be jealous about how beautiful her art is. So be curious about it. Because it can really give you some clues about what you want. And in some ways, just the universe that's nudging you towards your desires. And still on the same topic of comparing yourself, I would love to talk about external validation. Because when we're comparing ourselves and measuring our worth based on what we perceive from others, we also tend to measure ourselves by how others perceive us. It's part of the same pattern. It's part of the same journey of building that inner validation. And it's really about focusing on your own journey, on your own growth, and measuring our success with where we were at yesterday and not where someone random is today on their step 25 when we're at step two. Because honestly, following someone else's path is usually how we get lost. And also, it's about learning to trust yourself and to validate yourself and to own your work and to own where you're at, and to be proud of it, because there will always, always be someone further on the journey. Because if you reach the level of someone that you're inspired by, let's say Sarah, then you're going to be triggered by the level of Sophie. It's never-ending, and it's exhausting. If you get into the habit of not comparing yourself to others, you won't let them validate your progress you'll be able to validate it yourself and as i'm saying that i know that as 
specifically as a creative entrepreneur, as an artist, you're faced with the reaction of the public. So there will always be this external validation, but it's not a measure of your personal worth. How the public or the community reacts has nothing to do with you personally, with your worth, with you as an artist, or even with your art, because it's such a subjective thing, especially in arts. And just a side note for artists that feel like an imposter because they have not been to art school, I have, and it really messed up my creative journey. Because of this whole thing about rating your creative work, it's so personal and it's so subjective again. And at least for me, studying in arts didn't give me confidence. It just made me aware of everything that's wrong in an art piece. But that's a whole other topic for a different episode. So going back to what I was saying, there's always going to be this external validation but you really have to make sure that you're not creating through the eyes of someone else and you're creating to be approved. You have to make sure that you're creating from your heart and not to be approved. And that's where I think having a bigger mission and a purpose and a creative vision and something unique will help you stay grounded. And as I'm saying this, I also want to bring the topic of our need to be unique, which... I kind of feel is tied to our feeling of being misunderstood. A lot of us felt like we didn't belong anywhere, and I think it really made us more aware of our identity. Maybe you felt lost and unseen as a child. And I feel like this reality just creates an even stronger need to be unique, to have this unique creative identity. And you know, if it's not a masterpiece or something very out there and completely unique, then it's not valid. And I want to challenge you on that. Just the fact that you are creating it makes it unique because you have your own story, your own journey and process and vision and experiences and references. And this combination already makes you unique. And all that relates back to self-acceptance, being curious about who you are, seeing yourself, accepting yourself, and really standing in your truth. And it's not so much about asking yourself, how can I improve this? How can I make this more unique? But really asking yourself, how could this be more true, more authentic? And actually, the message that I want to leave you with today is about acceptance. Accepting yourself, accepting where you're at, and taking a look at where you're at right now and trying to see how you can quiet all these shoulds and just accept the reality as is right now with a lot of compassion. Maybe just grounding yourself in something that would sound like, I accept that this is stressful, annoying, imperfect, but I choose to accept where I'm at and to continue on this journey. And by the way, I don't really believe in positive affirmations to get through something when it sounds false for you because changing something or manifesting something is really about stepping into the energy and the feeling first and raising your vibration to meet what you want. And I feel like forcing yourself to read 
um, or to think about positive affirmations that you don't believe in is kind of putting you in the energy of doubt and it's going to keep you in doubt, which is kind of the root cause behind imposter syndrome. Um, And so if you're working with affirmations, I would really suggest that you choose one that sounds true. And maybe EFT uh, or tapping can be a great tool to explore that. And it always starts with the affirmation, even though. So even though I may feel anxious, unlovable, imposter, I completely love and accept myself. So if you're working on accepting yourself and working on reprogramming a few of those beliefs that you have about yourself, I would highly suggest that you try out EFT. Let me know how it goes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode was helpful. We went into many different directions. And if it was helpful for you, If you'd love to dive deeper into this work, I would absolutely love to support you on your journey, whether it's through a coaching partnership or as part of my community, Letters to a Wildflower. It's my bi-weekly newsletter. Or also through the free library that you can find on my website. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll speak soon. Thank you for listening to the Change Your Latitude podcast. I'm really grateful that you're here and I would love to connect with you. You can find me at changeyourlatitude.co to learn more about my coaching partnerships and also book a free discovery call. That's also where you can sign up to join Letters to a Wildflower, my bi-weekly newsletter where I share business and mindset guidance and also journal prompts to help you navigate entrepreneurship. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media and with a friend that might need the conversation. I would be so grateful if you could leave a review or a rating on any podcast platform. It really helps the podcast grow and reach more people that might need this message. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you soon.